Henshin Inspection presents Going Ultra! This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. Visit mjmunoz.com slash gu for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. He won't last like that. Ultraman Z, episode 11. Sorry. Put another way, but better. Episode 11 of Ultraman Z is entitled, What We... What We Be Defended? No! What Must Be Defended? Ihole. I, uh, yeah. I'm leaving that in, because uh, I'm light on the editing here. Anyway, yeah. What Must Be Defended is the title of this episode, this fantastic episode, this great episode, this episode that I spent a lot of time... I don't know if I spent a lot of time on it. I watched it twice, though. I did watch it twice. Anyway, episode 11 of Ultraman Z, What Must Be Defended, aired September 5th, 2020. The writer is Kota Fukihara, and the director is Masayoshi uh, Takasue. Takasue? I guess Takasue would be the right the right way to say it. So, starting off right away with my splinters, or my, my stuff that's ultra bad. Little nitpicks, basically. Haruki ain't gruff looking. His mom talks about how he's gruff looking like his dad. His dad, uh, I like the fact that there's like a lot of attention to detail. Uh, I'm going to try to be fast about this though. Okay, There's a lot of cool attention to detail. Like the the death picture, the, 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 the portrait of the deceased of his dad. He has longer hair. He's smiling. He looks very friendly. It's a very different type of look from, it could even be the actor's headshot. I don't know. It's a very different type of look from... The look he has when he's playing with Haruki and then when he's also going off to save more people and entrusting, you know, off, off to his death. He's entrusting, you know, his wife to Haruki's care or, or vice versa, whatever. He, he's entrusting them to each other and going off to help people. He's got like the sides of his head trimmed real short and his the top of his hair is real short. And he just comes off very manly, very gruff. And I could see like, yeah, he actually reminds me of the guy who played Date Akira from uh, Kamen Rider O's. Uh, anyway, um, like a real studly looking dude. And... Um, it's funny that Haruki's mom's like, oh, you're so, like, my cute little boy's gone, and now you're here, and he's a pretty boy, you know? Um, that's not an insult, he's just, there's different types of men, there's different types of, you know, different flavors of, of, uh, attractiveness or looks or whatever, and, like, the dad has, like, a manly, masculine look, and, uh, or the guy who played him, and the guy who played Haruki has, like, a more, it's a softer, um, I'm not gonna say feminine, but it's a softer, like, pretty boy look, and it's just, you know, you're saying things that aren't true, Mrs. Haruki. Uh, or whatever her name is. Uh, I don't remember the family's name. Sorry. Uh, Gamma Futures um, talk to the hand thing where he keeps putting his hand up and he's like snapping his fingers. It feels too earthly. Uh, I feel like it's supposed... It, to me, it almost seems like it's supposed to feel like a, ma a magician and he's like putting up his hand to like... Uh, uh, you know distract you or whatever and I did kind of like the moment where he put up the hand and then he made the the ball of energy form and then it, he closed his left fist and then he like just kind of pushed forward and it was almost like a one inch punch but with magic uh on on the red king second red king that was really cool I think it was the second red king anyway but like I just eh, it feels a little too early for me uh Ultraman Z was active for way more than three minutes I want to know what are the rules on that I think they broke them here I have to move on to stuff that was ultra cool, and uh, the first thing on my list of stuff that was ultra cool was uh, Beta Smash, by the way, Alpha Edge, Beta Smash, Gamma Future, 
Alpha, Beta, Gamma. I, I didn't pick up on that, and I feel like a doofus. It's 11 episodes in, and it just hit me thinking about it all day long and on the way back home. Uh, it, it struck me <laughs> what it means, but uh, I want to know, is uh, is his evil form going to be Delta Bravo, or uh, is his next form going to be Delta something? That would be kind of funny to see. Uh, anyway, um, Beta Smash Brawling with Red King was fantastic. Just the fight choreography was amazing. Beta Smash looked like a total beast. That maneuver he did where he like twisted and he did like a reverse, you know, like an alligator or crocodile, whatever, one of those caimans. Uh, it does a death roll where it bites onto a thing, you know, a prey, and then it spins. It rotates 180 degrees. He basically did that to the kaiju, and uh, it was amazing. It was monstrous. It was fierce. Uh, King Joe Storage Custom looks cool. I loved how Yoko struggled with it. The realism in that is really cool. Uh, though it was odd that she had no issue at first. In the first fight, it was not a problem. Then she flew over the second fight, and then she had trouble. And maybe it should have been reversed. I don't know. Um, but it was really cool to see her struggling in that. But it also was cool to see her handling it well. Um, and her saying, like, you know, like, come on, you horse. Like, <laughs> you unruly horse. Um... That was just like a really cool moment, and I like the I like Yuka chiming in and saying like, "Oh, these are the specs, and this is why you're having a hard time." Um, so that was cool. And I, if she had such a hard time, and I'm sure Haruki is not ready for it because he's uh, I think he's less of a, an uh, accomplished pilot than she is. So anyway, uh, what was the stuff that was ultra good this episode? Uh, Haruki feels like a much deeper character to me now. Uh, seeing his backstory with his dad, seeing his hometown, seeing him as a kid, as an adult son, seeing him with his mom, seeing more of him has done so much for me, or, or so much for the character, whatever my, my opinions towards him. Uh, I thoroughly... So, there's that. That was super great. And then I have this whole spiel to say. I thoroughly enjoyed the range from his uh, vengeful rage at Red King to his mournful realization that he is the monster that orphaned the kaiju family, as was done to him. That was beautiful and meaningful, without being preachy. Uh, the contrast between the beginning and the end of the episode really serves to uh, serves that point well, contrasting Haruki's enthusiasm for their new weapon with the guilt of killing a parent in the place he lost his father. This is wonderfully bittersweet. This is why Tokusatsu has hooked me. Uh, it was it was just really great. It was really 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 great. I loved it. Um, like he got his os his k tick from his dad too. There's just like all these cool little details. I loved how. Basically, outside of his mom's house, everything in the town, the, the past and then the, the present, uh, had that, like, real orange tint on it. Um, it felt nostalgic and, like, melancholy, and I really appreciated it. There was some really good direction. Um, the thing where he and his dad are both running away towards, you know, a kid to rescue them or towards people to rescue them. Uh, so it was great. I, I love how it echoed and just the whole... The kaiju and his family, or like him and his family being orphaned by a kaiju, and then a kaiju family being orphaned by him, and how that all like parallels back and forth, and there's all the comparisons you can draw between like him and his dad, and the kaiju and his dad, and him and the kaiju. It's just it was fantastic. So I love that. Uh, let me see. So there's the last section, ultra deep. This is where I'm asking questions uh, that you can answer. I'd love to get feedback on these. Um, anyway, here we go. Uh, was Baku right again? Like, is this tying into what Baku was saying in the last episode? Is humanity not ready for the destructive power of King Joe? Is it something deeper? Is humanity ill-suited to employ violence and deal death as a first response to a kaiju attack? How will this affect Haruki going forward? I hope it will be profound. And I want to know, did Z learn anything from this? Is he prepared as an ultra for kaiju to be neutral or not evil at all? And uh, to be in a bad situation where they need to be saved instead? Um being an ultra being and a lot of this is I'm being colored by like the rise of Ultraman and and uh that Ultraman like classic 66 type guy uh talking about what an ultra is and what it means to be ultra and um 
I don't know. I feel like <laughs> it's funny. The, the end song, which I I keep forgetting to mention, the end song is a really great song. It's fantastic. Uh, I love how upbeat it is. Uh, but like how deep the words are. And I was like, Ultraman doesn't carry a burden. There's no sorrow in being an ultra, like whatever. It's all peace and happy. And like you beat a kaiju and whatever. And everybody loves you. It's not like Kamen Rider where you're suffering and it's dark and deep, but like Haruki went through a dark experience here. Ultraman Z went through a dark experience here. This is a terrible stain on their souls that I'm sure will have repercussions throughout the series. And I really hope it does. I, I did see YouTube comments saying, oh, this is the episode where everything changes. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what exactly that means. But um, yeah, you know, there is a depth here. There's a darkness here. And not that everything needs to be grim dark or anything like that. Um, I, I love the happiness. I love the joy. I love the, the peace and the, like, the, the message that comes on the other side of the darkness and the message that comes from the pain that Haruki's going to be experiencing here. That like, yeah, this was a bad thing that he did. He's regretful. He's mournful. It was wrong. Uh, he should have gone about it a different way. How could he have? I don't know. I can't answer that counterfactual, but like you can't, or I mean, you know, if you, if your only tool is a hammer, if your only tool is destroying Kaiju, um, are you always going to do the right thing? No, you're not going to. It's going to cause death and destruction and sadness, and it's going to hurt you as well. Uh, of course, you're still alive to experience that pain for the rest of your life, but you know, whoever you hurt, they're gone. And, and, their family has to mourn them now because of what you did and you have to live with that guilt. So, um, like, where do you go from there? How do you address that, um, that, that lack of righteousness, that, that, I don't know, that failing in yourself. Uh, I think it's a big deal. It's a, it's a great question to ask. And I really am looking forward to seeing how the rest of the series, uh, handles that. And I want to know what your opinions are on those questions. So they'll be posted in the, uh, in the show notes on either video platform you're wa uh, watching this on or on the uh, audio version over at mgwinners.com slash GU. Check out, uh, all my Ultraman stuff that I'm doing there. I'm also covering, um, the Trigger Subarai show, SSSS.Dinazion. Dinazanon. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, that'll be the next episode that comes out. That'll be the next episode of Going Ultra. And uh, I ask that you look forward to it. And go ahead and check out my... Um, well, just go ahead and check out stuff on the blog. Uh, on the sites and the show notes. That's that's where all the good stuff is. So anyway, until next time, folks. I'm going to remind you that you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero. And then I'm going to leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ signing out. <laughs>